This episode of BizBody, we have a very special guest. We have Ryan DeRosa. Is he really special? He's special. You know why he's special? Because he's ginger. <laughs> he is a ginger <laughs> on top of it. Because he is the beverage director of a group called Stand, Eat, Drink. So not necessarily on the body-healthy side, you know, of, of the spectrum of businesses. but well, it depends on, on how on healthy whiskey is for your body. The mind-healthy... <laughs> Like self-medication side of things. Right. Uh, but one of the things that we found that was really interesting was how he manages people. And if your business has more than just you. It's so employees or yeah. independent contractors. Yeah. This is an amazing, amazing interview uh, slash discussion because we go over different strategies, um, what he uses for communicating with his employees, how he coaches them, how they get better, um, even confrontations. He talks about confrontations. The coolest part is like just his ideas on how to work with individual people, not just as a whole. So he he really goes into detail how he develops talent um, and not necessarily um, – being able to hire the best talent, being able to actually cultivate an environment to create talent, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know how to get better about making the people around you better, this is the episode for you. So without further ado, the interview with Ryan DeRosa. yourself? I'm the beverage director for Stand Eat Drink. So we're a hospitality group located in Milwaukee. So we have three different restaurants, uh, Hotel Madrid, uh, Don's Diner, and uh, Movida. I should probably know all those off the top of my head a little quicker. One of the things that was super, super intriguing is we we have discussions off and on about um, management, about um, messaging, about business. And when I saw you... uh, and Brandon, your your wife, just your lovely wife, turned bleep. <laughs> so, no, at, at the party, it was really cool because, you know, we had talked a little bit earlier um, about a couple things when it came to management. But then I got to see it in action when you were looking over and, and kind of like coaching up some of, um, some of your team. When you first started out, you were bartending at, at, at the chill and creating some pretty, pretty unique concoctions. And tell us a little bit like where you were coming from and then wh- versus where you are now. So I think like the toughest thing, like no matter what you do, right, you're going to spend a lot of time trying to get really good at that. Right. And for me, it's making drinks for you guys, you know, exercise, MAT, and you spend a lot of time focusing on just that. And, uh, that doesn't prepare you for the next step of leading people, managing, training people. Uh, And it's been a super uh, large shift for me as far as what I spend my time with and and how I am trying to learn. Like I don't read a ton of cocktail books. I don't spend a lot of time with that as much as I used to. And it's more about how do I get better by making the people around me better, Mm. which is not not very easy. (laughs) What are some ways that you feel like you've made that happen? I've definitely tried to spend a lot more time, you know, learning about 
how to manage people, like different management styles and, and definitely different approaches. I mean, everyone's learning in a different way, uh, definitely different tones uh, in the way that you talk to people. Like I, I'm a very direct person. And if you're like, hey, dummy, you should do this. I respond really well to that where the, a lot of people do not. And uh, yep. and <laughs> Brandon's microphone is like a dog. It wants to start sniffing his crotch. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you just find okay. different ways to, to reach people um, and to get that the message across, which, uh, again, takes time. And that's like a commitment to personal growth and looking what's wrong, not necessarily what's wrong, <laughs> but what I, what I can improve on, yeah. you know, and, and how I can be a, a better person, you know, when interacting with them. Yeah. Are there some um, like main resources that you've checked out recently that you feel like has helped you with that? Because I know like, uh, you know, we get quite a quite a few interns that come in and come, you know, come through the, the our process and, you know, learn from us. And they're always like, well, what are you reading right now? What do you like, you know, what do you spend your time, you know, looking at? And, you know, I think a lot of these these people that come in like are shocked when I say, when I tell them like, I literally haven't read anything that has to do with training in probably six years, you know? And they're like, what? And it's like, well, no, like, you know, for us, you know, we've gotten to the point where we're pretty solid technicians. Now I want to become a better, more well-rounded business owner, you know? So for me, you know, it's more about like, what are the things that I can learn to lead people better? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, completely. I think, I think a lot of the time, uh, the restaurant industry is a little bit further behind in a lot of those ways and a lot of corporate America. And, and it's, I end up reading books that have nothing to do with restaurants. <laughs> um, and you start taking different techniques and taking different, uh, things that you see working in other businesses and applying it to your own. I mean, what, uh, what I'm reading uh, can be very unrelated to what I'm actually doing, but I want to figure out how other people in other industries are making, you know, strides and trying to get better. What did you notice about like your own strategy right now that you could get into specifics? Um, Cause like I noticed you, know, you talked about you, you, you're basically spread thin, right? Like you're managing three places right now. Yeah. And, um, and who knows what the future is going to hold. So it's like you put together a, a kind of a cool strategy that we talked about earlier. Can you ex- like expound yeah. upon that and get like specifics? So I was spending a, like doing a day here, a day there, you know, bouncing back and forth all the time. And I felt like I was getting no traction. So uh, now what, do you, what do you mean by traction? Uh, I felt like we're not solving issues consistently. You know, we deal with something and then I come back three days later and we're dealing with the same thing or an issue of the similar level, you know, uh, I'm addressing one thing with one person and not, you know, addressing the issue as a whole and just being done with it. Like being able to see the big picture kind of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, so if I'm at a place on a Tuesday, right, we have one, the bartender is going to be there every single Tuesday. Yeah. So I say, Hey man, this is where we got to put this thing. We got to clean this up. And then I I have the same conversation next time I'm there on Thursday and somebody else is there. Um, and so as I'm just continually adri- like addressing the same issues, yeah. uh, I can't get to, we can't get into any larger things. Got it. Uh, and so the new way I'm doing my schedule is I'm just spending a week straight. Uh, and it's a little bit of a pain uh, just being there, you know, 
12 hours, you know, uh, before they get there, they're during their shift with them, come to the gym and then probably bounce back. But it's allowing me to really just address a lot of different issues, but also uh, get to know the people that I'm working with more and kind of see the inner workings. Like, how can we fix things? Like, what do we need to address? And they know your intention, too. Yeah. And that's I, really cool. I think they respond to like they've been responding a lot better to that. Uh, just me being around and I pretty much say, look, get your stuff together. This is the week I'm going to be here. And if you want to address things like we can address anything you want, you get seven days a week for that week, you know, 12 hours a day. I'll be there. You want to talk about anything? Do we need to go over how something needs to be organized? Do you need help with spreadsheets? Do you need help with these things? And by making myself available to them for an extended period of time, like I think we're making changes that stick. Well, I think the other thing too is you're able to kind of assess the situation. Somebody's able to ask a question or people being able to ask questions that maybe they're not quite sure of you're able to address those things, but then actually sit there and watch them try to implement that over a couple day period of time so yeah. that, Oh, you know what? Like you're doing better, but we need to get it this way. And it, you know, like you can make those tweaks because you, you're there a couple extra days and they know that, you know, if they have struggles, like how many times do you tell somebody to do something and they get it the first time? I mean, it doesn't really happen that often. You know, now if you're telling somebody like, Hey, this is, you know, when a bottle of liquor is empty, we throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that should only be, you don't, you should only really have you to tell somebody that once. With water. But like, you, you know, know. how many times I have to remind people to shut the lids on our dumpsters? <laughs> I mean, like, like you're not that far <laughs> off. From, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, something that's more complicated. Like we were talking this morning about inventory, right? And it's like, how many times do you really have to go over that before somebody gets it? Probably more than once. So being able to, you know, then be there an extended period of time allows you to kind of almost reinforce that new habit that you're trying to build in them versus, you know, you being there, you being gone, you being there, you being gone, you know, and there's no reinforcement to how it is that you want things ran. Well, I mean, you also had, like, can you expound upon like how you bring awareness to yourself of what actually needs to happen? Do you have like, I saw that you had like a notebook, right? And do you have your own spreadsheets of, like, I don't really like this, or I wish things were like this. So you had kind of like that vision, you have like a vision process or anything like that that you run through? Yeah, I use uh, like Asana religiously like okay. as a task app and to, uh, when we have so, I have so many things going on uh, with the different places, like when something's in my head, I got to get it out right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and I pretty much, I like to try to keep all the bars as consistent as I can, obviously, like different things, you know, different drinks, different places, different, you know, clientele, but uh, I try to stay super consistent in like what my vision for the for the bars is, but when things come up and when I, like, I just like to file them away, and then when I'm there, I can actually address them. Uh, I mean, yeah. as far as being self-aware, uh, I think having a good routine myself and being really regular and this is what time I get to work. This is what I'm doing. You know, I mean, even as simple as like this, is what I'm doing for lunch this is what I'm working out. And then if I have a great schedule for myself, then I have those times of reflection. Like when I get home, I'm like, how did today go? How, did I get everything done? I needed to do, do I have certain things that I need to address with certain people? Uh, and I've started to implement, I have one-on-ones with all the bar managers and then we all meet with all the, the bartenders once a month, uh, just so we can set, here are your goals, right? 
here's what you're doing well, here's what you need to improve on. What do you want from me, right? Like, because that's a two-way street, I think. Help so, me help you. Yeah, help well, me yeah. help you. What's going to make you successful? Well, that's a, It's a two-way street. I think a lot of time managers get into this thing, like, why the hell can't this person figure this out? And don't look at yourself too often. You know what I mean? If people aren't working out uh, and you don't think you could have done anything differently, yeah. like, there's maybe even, like, one or two times, like, I've ever dealt with. And I've had, you know, Ton, well, I've had a, quite a few employees where I'm like, oh, I, there's nothing I could really do about that. But That's an interesting exercise, isn't it? Yeah, like what? Did, how can I change? What can I do differently? And uh, and I think, again, it's great to spend all the time with the managers, too, because if they see you doing that, I, I think they will start to model your behavior. You yeah. know? Well, I mean, it starts it starts with a reflection from the top. You know, yeah. if you're if you don't really care about it, it's just going to shine through in every person that that's that's working in the shop. You know, I mean, it's it's bound to happen, even in in your uh, the way your clients expect to be serviced. You know, yeah. or your or well, yeah. I, I think um, one thing that I've I found very interesting as well is when we were talking at the bar, you're you're like, well, you know, this person needs to be coached like this. This person needs to be coached like this and the timing mattered. Can you, can you go through, like, can you expound upon that process for for yourself? Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of times it's, you know, uh, you know, trial and error. I can figure out who I can talk to. Like, again, you could talk to me directly and tell me to stop doing something in the middle of service and I'd be fine. Other people, uh, if I spoke to them, I mean, just like sports, just like, you know, if you talk to somebody about something, That's so unprofessional. they might, they might implode, Yeah, yeah. you know, and they might have a bad service the rest of the night and you have they to may mi- cry and you, then they want their trophy at the yeah. end of the night, like <laughs> because, because they participated. Yeah. yeah. And you got to make this decision. It's like, is this problem large enough for me to address right now? Yeah. Or can we get through it? Which is tough when you are talking about quality and consistency regarding a you know, product drinks, you know, how we're dealing with guests, but I mean, when you were there that night, there's one person that I, I dealt with immediately. And the next person I went and we got a drink the next day and we talked about it because he's going to respond better to that kind of style, you know, give him a little caress, a little handholding, just a little, just you're doing not, great, not too touchy, touchy, better, better. And I thought it was interesting as well, because, you know, when, when you are trying to set the precedent for letting someone know that you're there to help them and coach them and mentor them at the same regard, you don't want to be taken advantage of, you know? So it's, it's like that two way street that you were talking about. I mean, if if there's a, if you're going to meet me halfway, cool. I'm going to do all that for you, but it's just, I have to meet them. But I think more than most of the time, I think if you hire the right people, uh, and what I mean by the right people is people with good personalities, people that want to be there that are invested and, what they're doing and that care a lot about what they're doing, they're going to meet you there. Right? Can, can you talk a little bit about your hiring process? Like what, what, like what, what do you do that could like resonate into principles that could help other people in their hiring practices? Uh, for a while, uh, I did not hire very well because, uh, you know, people get so excited, especially cocktails, right? Like in the last 10 years, like it's a... I get excited about cocktails. Yeah, Do you get it excited? doesn't. Well, it, I was hiring people that were excited about cocktails, right? Uh, which don't always make great... Like they don't 
give great service. Just because I mean, you're excited about making drinks doesn't mean you're gonna you like to you know serve people. Oh, that's the, any technician that and, seems and to around like, here, like yeah. you better turn them shits out fast because people want their drink and they want it right well, away. They don't want to wait. Yeah, yeah they don't want to wait ten minutes. They no. want their drink now. <laughs> Large consumers they don't of care alcohol. That it takes you. Yeah. Five minutes to come up with this beautiful like cocktail yeah. that tastes amazing. They want it. They want that five minute cocktail in five seconds. And, yeah. they, and they want to make sure that they pay like fifty cents for it right. instead of like ten dollars. <laughs> Even though interesting. instead of yeah. and, and like how much it actually costs, like the the all the pieces of that cocktail too are not cheap. Like they're not cheap. Yeah, so. I mean the time you're putting into it. Uh, but I've kind of shifted to more. I think it's good to take an inventory of who you have, right? Uh, working for you already, what common traits that all of those people have, and what makes them successful. Hmm. Uh, and if you make that list and you start taking an inventory of that, like start looking for people like that. Then, hmm. you know, there's certain people that are doing really well. Whether it's you know, what's uh, and, and not again, you don't want to discriminate, but like, what's their family situation look like, right? What yeah. is their uh, education background look like? What's their personality? You know, every variable that you can think of, like start looking who does well and who's yeah. performing well for you. Um, even kind of getting into what people like, how people like to be communicated with. Like, I think sometimes interviews, you know, you get the blanket, like, tell me about a time when you, you know, that's so awful. and like, that's what does that question actually give yeah. you? Like, nothing. Like, I, I don't really know anything about you. Other than like, well, one time uh, this At person came camp. up. I, well, yeah. do, do you ever look for people that like really almost like slightly irritate you to push the counterpoint to who you are? Do you, do you find yourself like drawing yourself to that ever? Or is it something where you just try to avoid that? You know, because I, I, I like getting out of the kind of confirmation bias rut that a lot of practitioners get into just so it's like, well, what if we did this? I get that a lot from uh, our owners and our marketing and PR director. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, you don't need what, it for your employees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, uh, whenever they want to do something, uh, they'll come up with like an outlandish idea. Like, we should put, you know, we should do a big sangria fest outside and we should have 10 bars serving sangria. And, like, I, you know, and it's just like starts becoming a logistical nightmare. And they're like, can you figure it out? And, like, and, 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 I, get, and I get that a lot from them. And I think, uh, restaurants are tough. Uh, I was talking to our culinary director about this, and this is not like a fun thing to say, but uh, kitchens and bars are dictatorships. It's not a democracy. But how do you make somebody feel comfortable in a dictatorship? Yeah. Like they're there to execute my vision, and I was hired to put my vision in place about how I want it run. Uh, and it doesn't have to be so like steadfast like that. You don't have to be, you know don't take feedback from people and stuff, yeah. but it's a weird precedent to send to you for like bartenders, right? Like when is it okay for you to give me feedback about something and I need to seem engaged and interested in feedback while at the same time, you know, we're, we're playing a different game right now. Yeah. Like somebody's like, Hey man, like I had this idea about this drink and I could come up with 20 reasons right away why it's a bad idea. Yeah. Like I don't want to kill that creativity in people, but at the same time, if you want to squash it a little bit, if all, if all 15 people, you know, or whatever, 20 bartenders that we have, like, you know, everyone's like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's just like a tough, yeah. you know, uh, line to kind of draw there. And I, feasibility. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, the main things that you and I were talking about earlier is messaging and internal messaging. Like what, uh, 
what the group stands for, what the beverage program is about, and and having an idea of what those jobs are supposed to mean, and maybe being more direct with oh, them about thing. that is somewhere I need to go. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the theme of my career is uh, revision. You yeah, know what I mean, like they're changing and trying to figure out how to do things better. Yeah, because uh, it's super hard. There's no really no book like how do you that's that's just it like the the notebook thing is where i've always gotten like stuck in my own head and that's why it's cool to hear like what you're going through especially like more specific on and i like to just backtrack just a second to um keep going forward well this this is actually moving forward okay Um, we'll see your hiring process right so yeah like say someone do they turn an application? Do they, um, like, how many interviews do they go through? Can, can you, like, walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, and it's something I'm trying to work on right now. Uh, we are, uh, I would like to, you know, we do a sit-down interview, right? I'd like to, I'm literally in the middle of doing this right now because we're hiring. Like I was telling you guys, I'm I'm working bar shifts right now to yeah, uh, yeah. to try to pick up some of the slack. But we we're, are we're going to uh, get to the other end of firing in a second. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, my favorite part. <laughs> I want to start doing more things where we like a stage, right? Somebody comes in, works for the night, just kind of interacts with the environment. And, mm. I, and I think seeing how people interact uh, in an environment is a lot different than like an interview sitting at a desk is very like a sterile like not real environment you yeah know i mean like everyone can like come in and sound great and answer questions well or a lot of people can yeah uh but watching how somebody works behind a bar is uh really interesting and, and pretty telling like what do they do right is it their first day like are they gonna have their arms in their like folded and their back against the wall and they sniff their hands after do that. you uh do you ever bring any of the uh the other bartenders and or like staff in on some of those interviews where, you know, like as a bartender, obviously you're going to be engaged with the client, but you're also going to be engaged with the other bartenders. You're yeah. going to be engaged with the bar back, the servers, the cooks, like to an extent. Right. And it's like, um, you know, does this person put on a good persona for all those people and how are they going to treat that those people that they're working with on the same team? Yeah. I, right? I do not as of right now, but as we grow, I, I do start thinking more about the team and how people work together. Right. Because some people work really well together. And like uh, as of right now, like I have bartenders that I don't want to schedule together. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, whether because of their personalities. That's crazy. To think or about. because of the way they work. Yeah. You know, some people are, you know, super quick and, you know, very you know, guest oriented and other people, you know, want to spend a lot of time doing things that are not that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's it's tough. But I think moving forward as we grow, like those are the kind of things that I need to answer. Like, you know, maybe it's not every bartender, but you got your core team and, and it could grow into something where, yeah, I'll interview them with the bar manager. Maybe I have them come in and do, you know, uh a try on a try, yeah, yeah a tri- uh, with one of the other bartenders or uh, a stage yeah. as we call what, it what do you call uh, it stage so stage is like if you go somewhere you work pretty much for free for the night like and oh, you just okay. try to see what you're either doing it to learn right like nicer places will do that or like super like cutting edge places like oh come in stage right you see how things go mm. or you come in and I mean, it's pretty much a tryout, like hang really out, cool. see how things go. Yeah, you know, look, there's a lot of places that, um, a lot of gyms, I should say, that have like a 60 day to like 90 day trial period that, yeah. you know, it, 
is your first date as good as your like 12th date? You know, like putting on a a facade or is this something that's that can even last this like quarter? You know what I mean? Um, Which is something that we we utilize within our internship process, which is funny because like the whole idea of not having a book was was drew me to the idea of, okay, if we have someone that can't even tolerate six hours a week and have this level of professionalism for um, for a semester. Right or a trimester, how in the heck are they supposed to become an assistant coach or even even a head coach? I mean, like the head coach, I look for a head coach is replacing one of us to even a higher level or a higher standard, which is almost like a complete concierge. Well, I think like our idea of things have changed too. It's like every client that I have that owns a business, like the number one complaint is always, there's just not enough good people out there, right? Like, and yeah, which I don't. I don't think is a. I don't think it's true at all. Like again, there's not enough good people. Well, is there not enough good people? Or are we not, you know, changing and growing a, and that, figuring out how to true. cultivate and, them? And I think know? like that's been that's the biggest change for us because, you know, for the longest time, like we were looking for that perfect intern, right? Like that perfect person that walks through the door and is like this. You know, shiny, you know, well, diamond the, the in the rough. This what is the one, means. right? Like, that you're like, holy shit! This is the this is the person, right? And it's like, for this. and it's like, <laughs> well, what, we what never, does that mean, though? Like, you're, for your idea, I don't know. Of, you keep interrupting me. You're a perfect person. <laughs> so, no, but I think like, you know, from the perspective that we've talked about this a lot, where we were looking for that perfect person, and then all of a sudden, it's like. Well, that person doesn't exist. Like that's a figment of our imagination, right? Like we would love be, to have an intern that comes in that like comes in at the same level as what's taking us twenty years to get to, but that's like that's unrealistic, yeah. right? And until we determine what we needed from this person, right? Like we couldn't even create an idea of what that perfect person was. So now that we've started to implement these things and started to put this stuff actually on paper, it's like. Now you can take the, you know, mediocre to, I would say, like, you know, in the in the past, you know, crappy intern, per se, but you have a system to take them from being crappy to being a pretty solid intern as long as they're willing to put in the time, right? It's like, because at the end of the day, they still have to want to be there. Like you yeah. said earlier, they still have to want to, to be good. But it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be the best when they walk through the door. If your systems yeah. are in place and you have a culture that you've built to bring that person along and see whether or not, like, over the course of a shorter period of time, can I turn this, like, turd into a diamond? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is the Belichick and, system. And I think, like, but I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, I never realized that we were doing that right off the bat, like, that my expectations were so high <laughs> that it was like, we're never going to find this person. And I think a lot of my clients that are out there looking for employees, like they're kind of probably in the same boat where they're, they're looking for that ideal person to walk through the door and like, Oh my God, this is the perfect person. But sometimes you have to build that person, you know, like you have to take the traits that they come in with and actually like give them the tools to be able to do what it is that you want them to do at a high level. You know, I mean, you, you like listing off the traits of the individuals that you have. I mean, it's such a, 
cool idea. And and you know, until this moment when you when you said that, where you're like, well, this ideal shiny perfect person, like I never realized at that point was like, well, my ideal person was someone I didn't have to spend a whole lot of time training. Number one, and the number two would want to work to next for like next to nothing at that point in time. And I'm like, that's not the way that I view it anymore. Yeah. Like the the way that I view it now is maturing as as a business owner into wanting to work hand in hand with somebody that like pushes me to a higher standard. You know, before it was like, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. I feel feel really good about my skills, my skills, my bow staff skills. And then from there, I'm just like, no, this needs to get better. And if it's going to get better, I sure as heck better know like who I'm looking for to fill what type of role to push me to that next level, you know, and, and I didn't have that viewpoint before. I was very immature in my in my thought process of trying to find talent when it was like I wasn't really trying to find talent. I was trying to find like a helper. A replacement. You know, almost. Yeah. yeah, I was like trying to find a replacement, but like I didn't want to have to take the time to do the work in order to figure out what the heck that person was supposed to do or who they were. Like that's that's on me completely. And because we were both morons looking for the same person, like that made it very, very difficult to, to bring in new people. And I think, um, you know, in your scenario where it's like, you know, you have more than just yourself, yeah. you know, like you have the ability to kind of draw upon other people to say, oh, what do you think about this person? Maybe like maybe I'm just not seeing it, you know, like um, that's kind of an, it's an interesting dichotomy of like yeah. all the people that you have, because like you said, you know, it's kind of like you have your bartenders and then you have your servers and you have the kitchen and, you know, like all yeah. these, you know, you're one team, but yet there's teams within teams. And how do those, you know, teams actually work together and do they communicate well together? Or do you have, you know, rotten apples that, you know, kind of impede progress, you know, on one or multiple ends, you know? Yeah, your sometimes, job sucks. sometimes that happens. <laughs> and you just kind of. Well, t- tell me, tell me about firing. Tell me about like some of the things that you've that you've been through as far as like your process for um, like avoiding massive conflict, or has it been kind of unavoidable? Like, what are your your thoughts on it? Well, I think if you do your due dil- like due diligence from a hiring standpoint, right? Hopefully, you don't have to fire a lot of people. Uh, but I think when you know that somebody's done, like some people will play this game where they're like, well, let's see, maybe I'm two, four more weeks, right? We'll see what they do. Yeah. You know, I think with the slow to hire, quick to fire, right? Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big believer in that. Like if it doesn't work and you've seen it enough times before, you know it's not going to work, right? I mean, so I think the best thing to do is just get it over with, you know, learn from the situation and, and find how you can, you know, kind of correct, you know, whatever, wherever things went wrong, maybe right, not the right person, maybe not the right fit. Maybe, you know, you did not give them the tools they needed to succeed. And then it goes down uh, a path you can't come back from. But, uh, I think when you got to get rid of somebody, you just got to do it. You yeah. Know? Do you, do you have like a specific, like, um, do you have like different notes that you have to take or any type of like written out process? Are you, are you I, HR I, as well? I, I like, just had a, a conversation with one of our bar managers about this because we let somebody go and uh, more than enough reason, right? But he didn't document uh, a lot of it. Hmm. And uh, 
And, and this gets back to why we do one-on-ones, right? Like why I want to have that because we have a built-in check-in. Like what are six month or yearly reviews about? If not like, Oh, here's your little raise, you know what? I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that's a accurate time period to check in with people. Yeah. Um, especially right away. I mean, if they're newer with you, so if you're checking in with them every month, you know, then you should have notes on this stuff. And if they're doing stuff, you know, not doing stuff well, uh, you know, if you got to write them up or, you know, take, like you have to take notes on that stuff, yeah. especially yeah. The, the larger that we get to. Yeah, completely. You know, it's, uh, I don't even want to look at it as a liability standpoint, but if you're meeting with them, you're taking notes about what they should get better at. And you look at three months in a row and you got the same notes there. You know, and you've changed, you know, how you're working with them and you talk about it and then you show them, like you model it for them and you're doing all these different things. And if you've gone through everything you can do in that point in time and it doesn't work, huh. well, now I have, you know, the, the proof like here, we've been trying to work on this stuff. You haven't gotten better here. You called me an hour before your shift and you didn't show up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Huh? So what's uh, what's your you're biggest fired. what's your biggest challenge you say like that you're working on right now? Uh, the, the biggest challenge I think is I've been trying to work on a, a, I don't want to call it like like a passive training program, but something that I can give to people that is more than uh, just words on a paper um, or a piece of paper. After you sit down to actually train somebody, because when you go through the process of it, right. Uh, what do you most time restaurant training like you got three days maybe right you mm-hmm. know four hours six hours and then we throw you behind the, the bar and it's like cool uh, <laughs> got the shadow I'll, I'll check in with you yeah you, you know they shadow they do other stuff and and trying to like optimize how we do that and, and give people a better tool yeah then you know uh, especially if you're hiring and you're training people Odds are you like might be short staff anyway, so maybe you're, like your head's not all there with them, and you're not going over things the, the best you can. You know, uh, we've talked about like gamifying yeah. things. You know, the the idea like the 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 poop. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> can you take it on your phone and do it? You know, when you're pooping. But <laughs> like, I want to uh, take our training and break it down into five or ten minute increments that people can get to on their own time. Yeah, or revisit. Instead of like, I don't even want to listen to me talk for two hours. Well, I don't want to talk for two. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about, okay, and then this is this kind of drink. Droning and, on and on uh, about stuff that people aren't listening so to. So you're going to build in this tin, and this <laughs> is, you put the ice here, and then it's like, you know, I, I think people start to tune out. I mean, like, college lectures are a certain length for a certain reason, you know, like, uh, and thinking that we can absorb information for hours on end <laughs> just doesn't work. I mean, I think finding a way to train people and then being able to use that because you guys are talking about trying to find somebody, right? What's one of the biggest things about hiring somebody? Like how do they process information and how, you know, can they just get the baseline stuff? Right. And if I can have that built, a, I can use it as a tool to see if, uh, people are like the right fit. Cause if you can't remember, you know, the, the first bit of the training then like, it's not going to work anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need the, uh, the process of, Bartending at Movita for dummies. <laughs> Edition one. <laughs> that's really it. Yeah. You know, it like that's that's exactly where we're at as well. It's like making sure that each level it, it's a system that doesn't that doesn't linger. It's a it's a system that promotes that type of change that you're looking for, but it's easily accessible so that they can review it 
on their own time, but but to to the point where it's like, well, they understand the culture and the basics that much quicker, and they can maybe just maybe take it one step further. Yeah, it's like the bare minimum. Let, yeah. What's the bare minimum for you to be successful right off the bat? And then let's have you know things that expand off of those things. So like, you know, this is your first shift. This is your first you know time in in our gym. Here's the bare minimum that you need to be able to to accomplish, whether that's like the bare minimum for customer service. Like I need you to be able to try to remember people's names so you can greet them when they come in the door. Like here's what it's going to, here's what I need you, the bare minimum, like to start the class. Here's the bare minimum of what you need to, to learn about the warmups. Show up on time. Right. Yeah. And then you can can like, then you can totally like show up. You give people enough like small little successes, like, Oh shit. Like I'm actually able to, to pull this shit off. And then it's like, Oh, they get a little more comfortable. Okay, now we're going to expand off those I feel like things. We just throw so much at people. I think it's it's very easy to throw a lot of people. Sometimes you're like, hey, here's all this stuff, and people are like, whoa, whoa what are you? <laughs> oh man, like I got to do yeah. this and this and this and and yeah. To your point, Brandon, just taking that and giving them cool. You can be behind the bar now, right? Like I trust you at that point, and then we can start getting into some deeper stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely like where I'm trying to go it's with defining it. those those operating procedures, but at the same time, like eliminating the ones that aren't necessary. And I think that's tough. Like when you're in the shit, right? Yeah. Like when you're, you're always in it all the time, it's like, Oh, this is just second nature to me. Why the hell wouldn't you pick that up? Like, but you've also been doing it for so long that it's like, you kind of take for granted, like, Oh, somebody new might not know that like, this is where we keep the ice or this is, you know, like when we, when we start to get to this, this point, this is how this gets done. Like, yeah, because you're just in it so much that it's like, well, it's second nature. Right. And it's like, how can I make this something where somebody new walks in and doesn't get completely overwhelmed yeah. by the actual job that then you throw on top of, you know, you know how crazy it can get like at the bar. Like now you got like five people deep at your bar, like wanting drinks, like, and you're already completely clustered, clustered back there and flustered with the fact that where's the ice? Where's this? Where's that? How am I supposed to do this? You know, like, and then like we talked about earlier, people want their drinks in five seconds. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, you throw all that together and it's like you can take somebody that honestly could probably be really good for you. And they get so frustrated, like, I can't do this. You know, and yeah, like you don't, you don't take them to. I think part of our jobs is to lift people up, right? Yeah. Uh, and as managers and leaders, like, and take them where they need to or where they can be, yeah. right? But if we don't uh, uh, give them the tools or you know help them, uh, you know, change, grow, learn, yeah. like it's yeah. not going to work. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. Um, where can people find out more about you? Or like, handle is there like you uh, can find me. At Ryan makes drinks on everything and everything. So Instagram, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, Ryan makes drinks. I'm so branded. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you being on the show, yeah, and uh, I'll look I'll look forward to uh, hearing how you progress throughout the year. Next time, you'll have to make some cocktails. Though, yeah, that, like that, that, yeah that, I can't believe that wasn't a. Like a, a prerequisite, prerequisite. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like we got we got the mixologist here. We're we're this, sipping on coffee. This is Wisconsin, right? <laughs> Till next time, guys. Yeah.